To the three by five live podcast. All right, guys, on this podcast, we talked mindset, mindfulness, productivity, and we talked about what last week, Jessica? We talked about the word why. We did. We did several different exercises with you guys, um, journaling about why, talking about meaning, talking about purpose, and all connecting it to that word and how we can use that in order to look deeper and um, answer some questions about ourselves and how we show up in the world. Yeah. And something happened today that we're celebrating that's part of our why. It is. Yeah. We uh, signed papers about an hour ago on time of recording this on our fifth short-term rental I know Jesse was a little nervous halfway I was through. It a was nervous. I had a moment of like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah, it kind of made me nervous. I don't I like know. that. I usually don't get like that. I'm usually like, let's buckle up, and keep on going. And the worst, I- and the worst part about this is, I sign like a doctor, and Jesse writes her entire name, including middle name, perfect cursive penmanship, oh and it takes like goodness. 50- it takes like 15 seconds each time, and it's brutal. So it takes a long time to sign these papers. However. You can actually read my signature and know that it says Jessica L. McFarland, where Brian's literally just looks like a bunch of jumble. All right. What are we talking about this week? Jumble or gibberish or both. Um, wow. You don't want me to, to tell it how it is? You just are <laughs> going to interrupt me like that? <laughs> um, I was talking with Brian this week. I have started following, listening to, um, kind of engaging with this woman named Maya Shankar, who was a or is a behavioral cognitive um, Mm -hmm. scientist, and she worked out of the White House. And so I was listening to a conversation with her, and she was talking about this word, um, occupational transparency. And it was enough of like a, I don't know, like a, like a flash where I was like, okay, I need to put a pin in this and like really kind of chew on this for a little bit. And so I remember talking to Brian, bringing it home and being like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this idea of occupational transparency, which basically means, I mean, she was talking about in the context of her work at the white house where she, you know, I think that she was saying like, obviously there's a lot of distrust in from the people and the government. And when something is trying to move forward, like a bill or some type of document, it takes a really long time. And she was saying how this idea of pulling the curtain back on the process, even though it did not change the timeline of how long a bill would take to pass, it created a lot more trust. And so this got me thinking about the idea of relational trust and how often we don't let people in from a vulnerability standpoint to what the messy parts of, of any given process. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought like, yeah, she was using this in the context of her work at the white house, but I think this this could be translated into any work we do, whether it be with a team of people, if you're in a leadership role, it could be with your family members. It's that idea of, we like to keep things kind of buttoned up and in a bow. And then we present the outcome as, okay, now we're done. But I think if we allowed ourselves a moment to, pull back that curtain and explain the process, then the outcome will be that much more uh, valued and understood from your team members. So I wanted to give this example because this kind of made it make sense for me. Um, She was talking about how in like, let's say any given city, if you live in a city or you live in a place where you think about road work, right? And you might have like a huge pothole or some type of road disruption in your city that you pass every single day. Every single day you pass that, you probably have a, a sense of frustration, a sense of nobody cares, a sense of like a lack of trust and faith in the fact that it's actually going to get fixed. And this is 
par for the course with pretty much anything that's going on that needs like a huge systematic shift, right? And so she talks about this idea that this one city created an app that would allow the user to log in. And at any given time, you could see the point of location and which road work projects were being worked on. So it might say May 20th, East Neald Street is getting a pothole filled in, right? And just that ability to see like, oh, they are working. It's not like in a standstill. There is progress being made. She said that there was less phone calls. There was less emails. There were less like people who were complaining. And then it alleviated that feeling of distrust. And so just like that alone got me thinking like, what could this, what could this app or this um, ability to give updates that allowed that person who you are going to be giving your outcome to, to feel a little bit more at ease and at peace with what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, because as as leaders, we want to hide all the messy stuff. Mm -hmm. We want to protect our people from, you know, what might be going on in the background and having that authentic, open transparency with them with what's happening is so monumental. Uh, And, you know, using a real world example for me personally, now that you just dropped all the science on it. uh, So I'm a part owner in a machine shop and we've had, we're still, you know, fairly small um, and we're in the manufacturing space. And, you know, over the last year, we've had pretty significant growth and we've hired more people on, uh, but we brought on a customer and won this contract about four or five months ago. Well, the cust- our contract with this customer, they are dragging out payment on us. And it's a large sum of money, at least for us. So now we can't pay our suppliers. And we're having a tough time with cash flow. And we are being completely transparent with our workforce, down to the lowest level guy that's just packing boxes and letting them know where things stand, why they are the way they are, why maybe a, one of our suppliers is calling saying, hey, you know, why isn't this being paid? We want everybody to know where things stand. And we feel like if we do let them in and pull back that curtain, as Jesse says, then when other things come up, they're like, oh, well, ownership's going to tell us if this is X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. because this is how they handled the other situation. Yeah. And you can relate. I'm sure you can relate. Like think about yourself on the flip side, right? Like what if you're working on a team that has different moving parts to all create some type of overall project, Mm -hmm. right? And you're busting your butt every single day doing your part, but you have no idea where the other people on your team are with that project. Think about those feelings that you have as that deadline's approaching where there isn't a communication or, you know, a, like, like you said, like a transparency of what's going on. You are probably worried. Anxiety's kicking up. Is this project going to get done? Especially if you're a leader. And so, modeling for your team or for the people you work Mm -hmm. with that idea that like it's okay to say like hey I hit a hiccup like and admit that right because it's hard for us to admit that we might be stuck but think about what you could do as a team if that person came to you with that then everybody could do that collective wisdom to get them through that so it it is vulnerability too yes that's the other word if this isn't hitting home with you think about vulnerability yeah. And, and there is this one activity that you're mentioning, mm-hmm. too, where if you are, if you're a leader in this space um, or listening to this and right before a meeting, you have a meeting, a project where you have to problem solve something, have everybody go around the room and just make just state like one embarrassing moment in their life. And everybody shares their embarrassing moments. And then they're more likely to mention that maybe quote unquote dumb idea that they have. Mm-hmm. They'll be more open and to, to share potential uh, outcomes to this project that you guys are working on. 
And I'm a firm believer of starting any type of meeting with those positive emotions and positivity, because if you look at the science of positivity, it's really helpful for creating a connection and creating that openness for you to share. But this was such an interesting conversation because that is that true. That is true, right? Like it does create like a sense of community, but the embarrassing story that from a psychological safety standpoint, that's risky, right? The positive conversation, like sharing something that's going well, that's a little bit of a safer conversation. But think about the level of connectivity that would happen once you shared something that like showed like resilience and showed kind of like a failure and then pushing through that failure. And it also gives other people permission to share those failures as they arise. So that's a really good point. And I love that exercise and to think about that and even translate that into like our family, mm-hmm. you know, sharing something like what's your highs and your lows. A lot of times we celebrate our wins or our gratitude or what's we're grateful for, but celebrating those lows and what was like a really strong po- or a really low point of your day those conversations are going to be so much richer from a learning standpoint for our, our children because that's where the growth occurs. Yeah. And, and I like to think about being like showing our kids the messy side of us. And when I say the messy side, if, if I have a big presentation I'm about to do and I'm nervous that morning before I leave, like I'll, I'll tell my tell our kids like, hey, dad's nervous. Like I, I got to speak in front of these people and I have to do this and that. And I don't know how I feel about this to let them know that it's okay to have those emotions that your, your big parents, you know, even have these vulnerable moments that they don't realize they do. We, they, they think of us as, you know, Superman and Superwoman. Like that's how kids view their parents and letting them into some of your own personal vulnerabilities without being obviously whining or, or handling it in a proper way, I guess. Yeah, I know. Not whining, but yeah, yeah. looking at like those, like I t- talk about like solutions-based conversations yes. where yeah. you're you're complaining, but you're doing it in a way that's looking for solutions because that's always the part that will move you forward. Yeah. And so I just thought it was something really cool. I want you to like put a pin in that word occupational transparency and think about what that could mean for you and your role either professionally or personally. And then look for those moments where maybe you could give a little bit more clarity or a little bit more communication about where you are with any given thing, which alleviates that person's anxiety on the other end and allows them to have that trust. I think that it will go a huge long way if you can start to do these small practices and, and see what happens with those relationships that you're building through your work. Yep. Beautiful. That's all we got for you. All right. Until next week, guys. Have a good weekend. Hello world, wake me up to another good, good morning. Time to go.